This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air. Celts and Kiwi, brought to you by the Dunedin Edinburgh Sister City Society. Members of the society and wider Scottish community explore the connections between Dunedin, Edinburgh and Scotland, culminating in St Andrew's Day celebrations in the Octagon on Sunday, November 27th. Chat, music, history and giveaways, proudly supported by Dunedin City Council Events and Community Development. G'day, g'day, kia ora. James and Simon on board. Yes, we're here. And uh, Ron's coming along as well, I think, I e- believe. Eventually. Eventually, yeah. Yeah, he's probably doing a bit of bus driving and getting his way over. Yeah. Uh, final show for the year. Yes. Yep, and a, and a good celebrate St Andrew's Day was it had. It was fantastic. Great last... It really was. God, was that a week, two weeks ago? Yes, Man, time flies. It does. Yeah. Well, you're so damn busy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it keeps keeps you going, doesn't it? So the word damn didn't need to go in there, but you know. We'll talk a bit more about that. But jolly, but, jolly busy. Yeah, yeah, it was a great day. Um, and the weather played its part, which is really always very much welcomed in this um, in this time of the year for, for Dunedin. And, and a cruise ship with uh, with some friendly, mainly American people this time. Yeah, yeah. And, and no, uh, no sort of outbreak no, that we know no, of? No, not, not that we know of. <laughs> 
which was good. No, I was, I was, I was testing every the next few days on the instructions of the wife. Yes, every day. <laughs> yeah. anyway. I've, got to, I've got to remember to say rat because if you say oh. rat test, you're overdoing the word T. Oh, okay. <laughs> Using the test test. <laughs> We kicked off the show with um, with Scary Vore with the track uh, Trip to Madeira, 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 M O D E R A in yeah, Spain. In Spain, okay. I was going to say it's somewhere in Scotland. <laughs> Spain. <laughs> I was going to ask you a guest. We've got a, a guest, a special guest coming in all the way from Minstry, which um, for people not too familiar, near Stirling, which is obviously in between uh, Glasgow and Edinburgh, and it's the CEO of um, Team Scotland, Commonwealth Games team, John Doig, ex-Otago University student from back in the day in the uh, pre in the 20th century. Um, let's bring him in and have a bit of a chat with John and see how things are going over there in Scotland. G'day, Goigi. Hi, Sai. How are you? I'm very well. Oh, great. Thank you very much for coming on and um, giving us... Um, the opportunity to have a little chat with you and have a bit of a catch up and um, killing two birds with one stone, I guess, as much as anything, which is always nice. But uh, to give us a bit of an insight into what's been happening over in your neck of the woods for the this last year, a bit of a review, I guess. Um, for, for us still, this this last week, we're seeing a bit of a resurgence of the old big C. Um, I think there's about 9,000 cases reported yesterday, which they think is probably about half of what's actually going on. But uh, anyway, just, just yeah, how's it all in Minstry? And, um, yeah, in, in terms of everyday life and, 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 and the whole COVID thing over there, how's it been? Yeah, it, it, it's, things are returning back to normal. Um, we've just had another round of COVID vaccinations uh, for those of an older age group. Um, but we have seen, have seen the... Um, Barriers and shields come down in shops, and uh, no longer is it compulsory to wear masks. Yep. So, yeah, most people are back to getting their way around their, their business. And, it, and obviously, at Christmas coming up, there's a lot of mixing uh, out and about. A lot of people are still a bit wary. Um, obviously, going, going, out, going out and about and mixing with other people. But, yeah, I think things are returning back to normal. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it's been good, and everybody here is looking forward to Christmas. So, yeah. Mm. Uh, mm. Yeah, all very cold, uh, crisp, dark, huge dump of snow on the way um, tomorrow in, in Edinburgh and Glasgow. All the way from Siberia. Siberia? Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. Snow, snow day then. Do you get snow days here or do they all try – you sort of uh, carry yeah, on a yeah, bit more, yeah, don't Yeah, we they? do. And I you think do. one, one of the things that's come through from obviously with COVID is – there's a lot more relaxed attitude towards hybrid working. So, you know, when oh, yeah. snow comes in, if you don't need to go to work, then um, then most people now are well set up and can work from home if they can. Yeah. So the, yeah. the booster you're talking about is the second uh, booster shot. That yeah, is it a booster? Is it like a, yeah, yeah, a booster? It's, it's, or, it's, it's, it's or, a booster. So that's that for me is number three or number four. Four um, boosts. I had mine about, yeah. about a month ago. Okay. So that's, they're now getting into a pattern where, like the annual flu jab prior to winter, they'll be they'll be giving the COVID jab at the same time. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, I just I had my boost about a month ago. It's my first. Yeah, I haven't had mine yet. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty slack here. I think in many ways people are. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah. And I'm I'm surprised. You know, in the UK, obviously with winter coming in, I guess, and and that's going to be the thing, isn't it? Like you said, flu, COVID, they're going to sort of be a hand in hand type thing, and. Um, let's just hope that it just slowly um, it, it, its severity um, wanes. But for, I, I've been hearing things that people who have had it 
getting it the second time and if they had it the first time and it was fine the second time they're finding it really bad and mm. it's just you just never, it's total lottery isn't it really uh, yeah, it's all it's all, all all variable in terms of um, yeah, what what people got, but we're now seeing. Um, I think a lot of the other normal, normal or uh, other things that tend to come up at this time of the year also also there and arising. So yeah, heavy colds and flu and those type of things that start to pick up and go around and you know, hopefully they won't spread too far before the uh, kids all break up for uh, Christmas next week. Right, right. Yeah, and I guess with, with you being in the sporting field, how's how's it, especially for sort of the, the higher level athletes? And I was just watching the darts before. Um, you know how, how how are they going about things? Because you know it's their in these sort of environments, the darts being an example. But, but you know, there's other other things with, with, with the football going on. Well, that all, all kicks back in very shortly, and, and various a- activities with their livelihoods <coughs> at stake. How are they sort of treating things? Yeah, I mean, the, 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 they've always been. Certainly for us, uh, going into Commonwealth Games midway through the year, there's obviously a lot of uncertainty about the uh, the protocols at that stage. But most, most athletes uh, have learned over the last couple of years to be kind of very careful with their own health and um, you know, take, taking extra precautions, um, you know, being, I suppose, finely, finely tuned. They are more susceptible uh, to picking up. Yeah, yeah, on the on the yeah, on the edge around. So that so they're well used to well used to kind of sealing things off and taking Mm. extra precautions, and uh, yeah, we've seen more of that over the time. You know, probably most of the day to day stuff that we'll we'll be seeing around at at the moment is uh, things like one way systems and shops and those type of things. Oh, okay. You know, already tend to be in place, and um, same with the kind of sporting venues. Um, They're all very well, you know, all very well controlled, but. You know, we're back to full stadiums. Um, mm. you know, people out there watching the sport, the winter sport. Um, Scottish football has kicked off again tonight. Um, ah, okay. Yep. So, so yeah, you know, things are getting back in really for the winter season. You know, it's, it's a really big, really big time here for the the winter derby games happening over the Christmas and New Year period, and football and rugby and uh, you know, other other sports as well. Sure. Yeah, and I guess especially with the, this World Cup break for football, you know, it's been off for a month. People will be gagging for for getting into it, I guess. But and and that brings it up, you know, with with the football side of things and and, and the, the amounts that are at stake there. It must. I don't know if you've had a. You know, even in, in, in with, with with Rangers and Celtic, what sort of uh, precautions and links they go to 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 keep their players free of, of illness. I guess they're always doing that anyway with injury. So, but it would be quite interesting to get a behind the scenes idea of what's going on there. I guess so to see the links yeah, they go to. The, certainly, all the um, you know the medical staff will be putting all those extra precautions in place so that uh, you know that they're obviously not in contact with people that they shouldn't be shouldn't necessarily be in contact with mm. and I think it's just something the athletes you know footballers and others have just adapted to over the last couple of years of keeping themselves you know as safe as possible and um, you know if, if something's happened or likely to happen they're, they're isolated pretty quickly and um, you know so they don't don't spread things to other people within mm. the team mm. well we've got a big year next year as you'll know we've got the women's uh, world um, football championships which is the biggest event New Zealand's ever hosted um, and they're expecting thousands of people here from overseas that's right yeah it's so it's fifth, gonna be is it the fifth biggest world sporting event it, I is, think? it yeah. is and it's coming here and, and you know the, the they'll be scattered all around New Zealand yeah we've and got Switzerland based here I think have we? And um, yeah, they've announced. We, we, and we have a group. A group here. 
Are they playing at the, the University Oval? No, no, at the stadium. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's at the stadium. And I think we've got a quarterfinal as well. So I think we go, yeah, we've got a decent, we've got three group games. Maybe oh. three, four. We've got about five games here in Dunedin. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I think it's yeah. Australia as well, I think, of, of being involved. I it was, think, is it? Or is it just New just, Zealand, maybe? Oh. Yeah. So I've seen a huge Huge boom in women's football with um, England winning the European Championships, you know, really well, well attended uh, games. And, um, you know, and unfortunately for us, um, Scotland wasn't wasn't there at, uh, at those championships. Oh, okay, but, Euro- uh, yeah. Close. Obviously looking forward to uh, and, and, and lost out in the playoff against Ireland to get through to the World Cup. Um, so, yeah, oh, another means, one, unfortunately, yeah. we're going to have to uh, look, look on from the outside. But... Uh, it's certainly, been, it's certainly been a huge boom in women's football over the last couple of years, and uh, you know, with the attention that uh, that competition down in England kind of gave this summer, um, yeah. has, has really given a, a shot in the arm. Oh, that's good. You always did in New Zealand, of course. The Phoenix have got their the women's first, and they had their first uh, home match only a couple of months ago, and that's the first New Zealand oh, yes, professional really women's team. We've got yeah. a team in the A League. I think there's eight teams. So it's just, yeah, they had a decent, you know, I think, you know, and this would have been unheard of from back in our day, Doi, it was like, I think there was about 13,000 people showing up. And then, of course, they had the, the Women's Rugby World Cup, which was, you know, the, the tickets, they made them $10, but they filled Eden Park and, and a number of stadiums for that, which is also, you know, it's, it's great. And in some ways, it's it's a great way, you know, especially for kids and that, because going to the, the men's stuff these days is, you know, it's hundreds of dollars, isn't it? And a kid, you don't, yeah, it's, a, it's quite a good little angle that they've taken. And I think um, a friend of ours, Tony Bruce, is quite heavily involved in around the um, the Women's uh, World Cup rugby. She was doing studies oh, and things, good. and alongside that there, she's, um, yeah, was quite prominent in that uh, respect, which was great. And um, yeah. it was a pity, actually, because... Another, another New Zealander... Um, Katie Sadler, who started working, has been working for a year or so now for the Commonwealth Games Federation as their chief executive, was head of women's rugby uh, for World Rugby, and uh, Ooh, okay. was well involved with kind of setting up the process before uh, before this World Cup. So there's quite a number of connections and things across across within there as well. Yeah, right. From, from sort of Otago University sort of times, or just generally New Zealand. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So do, do the women get paid well in Scotland? Um, no. <laughs> uh, the short, short, short answer is short answer is it, it's um, the professional teams appalling. are appalling. Certainly developing. There, there was kind of one or two very strong football teams, um, and they've now got you know a, a more competitive um, senior senior pro league, um, and we have a number of um, of women Scottish women rugby players who are now being put on professional contracts really for the first time. So it's it's in the very early stages of that professionalisation uh, aspect. And um, you know, I'm, I'm sure in four years' time, by the next World Cup, we'll see a you know that that gap between the uh, you know, the England uh, England France New Zealand you know, women's rugby will, will close up. I'm sure as yeah, I think the UK is a bit behind, you know, compare, and, and, and you're right in saying that the, that the England women's uh, football team was great. That really did give it a boost. But you know, in terms of like the States, is 
probably the most advanced. Yeah. But Australasia's really has embraced it and, yeah. and caught up. And you know, with the contracts. I know the uh, rugby, the women, the Black Ferns are getting well rewarded now. Well, you know, you know, well, way better anyway. Well, yeah, yeah. Not, but you know, not, not in comparison. To yeah. Men, last year, year or so, it's definitely kicked in more. Yeah. 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 Compared compared to what they were previously getting. Nothing. Better, yeah, 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 right, yeah, and that's what we were like, well, you said they get nothing. Yeah, yeah, now, probably a year, 18 months ahead. So tell me, have you been, What's what's been going on in Edinburgh as, as far as for you guys, and, and do you sort of go in, in there much, or is it sort of not something yeah, you do I mean, I, I, I live about an hour out um, through by Stirling, quite close to the Wallace Monument, for, for those mm-hmm. who kind of fancy of kind of Braveheart and uh, other aspects, it's, it's all well lit up at the moment with... Um, the spotlit with different colours and the New Year's show um, takes place here, which is broadcast all over Scottish radio. Uh, but through in Edinburgh, I was, I was through there last week. Um, the place is looking, you know, bright, colourful. Um, obviously, with uh, with winter here, it's, it tends to be, get light um, around about depends depends on the weather. But about uh, eight o'clock. About eight o'clock, nine o'clock, we're heading towards obviously the shortest day, and it may be dark mm. again by three. But they've really turned that around into, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, coloured lights and light shows, and you know, Edinburgh's looking absolutely fantastic in terms of Christmassy. You know, the main streets down the George Street and looking up the Royal Mile, um, you know, with the castle sitting on top, is is, is well you know, well lit up and is mm. looking absolutely stunning for. Um, you know, for the Christmas period. So, are they got the? Is the big Hogmanay a go again? Because that, that's Hogmanay's up and operating again after, right, after yeah. about three years. So they've mm-hmm. scaled down the scaled down the amount of tickets, and obviously that's a reflection of uh, you know where where we are kind of coming out of COVID and uh, those other aspects. But um, no, they've they've got some you know some other special elements. It's not as extensive as previous years, but. Um, you know, there's a, there's the New Year's uh, the Hogmanay concert uh, down in Princess Street Gardens will be be on. Yep. And there's a fantastic light show um, through at Edinburgh Castle, which we've been to last year and it's back on again this year. Which uh, for anybody who's who's visiting, um, well worthwhile seeing at this, at this time of the year. It, it's absolutely spectacular in terms of how they lit up the whole um, outside of the castle, the inside of the castle, and walk around into. Uh, you know, these kind of uh, amazing event spaces using, um, you know, light and colour. I've got friends who live in Northeast Valley and they're currently in um, uh, Chicago, but they're heading to Edinburgh for Hogmanay, so they'll, oh, be, okay. they'll be thrilled. This is Brad Martin and his and, wife. And, oh, really? And so tell, tell, tell them to go online to the castle and get themselves a ticket to the light show at the castle. It's, I'll do uh, that. Yeah, I'll send and, them and, a Absolutely sensational. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah. Okay, now do, tell us about what, how, how the tram's going. Well, the trams. Uh, I've, I've I've got a flat down in uh, in Leith, um, down at the end of the water of Leith, and they are just about completed the, the extension down through to New Haven, which is just just, just past uh, Leith. Right. I think is um, all the groundworks are in, and I think it'll be completed through by next year. So um, much of the delight, I think, of uh, the locals have been living on those um, engineering works for the last. Uh, four or five years again, um, but once it's up and operating, it'll be a fantastic um, travel. So that's uh, now going. So it's going from like the centre of town now all the way down through Leith down. Yeah. So that, and there's any others, so, or is, so that, is that what they've set, set yeah. themselves with? Yep. Currently, you can go from uh, Edinburgh Edinburgh Airport all the way through to St Andrews Square in the middle of um, 
in the middle of Edinburgh, and it'll now run down through down uh, Leith Walk, um, down through Leith, and uh, through to New Haven. So, um, yeah, that's what that's the port out there, there, isn't it? That's the port area. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, because yeah, that's that, that's been that's been quite a mission. Anything else sort of major been going on over there at all that you've noticed or heard about in the city? Developments, uh, headlings in, 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 in the city itself. Yeah, probably the trams, trams, but they get gets all the attention. Um, and yeah, I, I think you've got that kind of balance between as well. Obviously, with the uh, the Queen's funeral and 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 lying lying at rest at uh, St Giles Cathedral. Then uh, you know we've had all that area there in terms of the you know the royal area of, of Edinburgh. Um, We've got, obviously got the Scottish Parliament, which sits down at the uh, you know the bottom of uh, the bottom of the Royal Mile there with Holyrood. But um, yeah, that certainly came to attention when um, when we saw the the commemorations around the, the the passing of the Queen earlier on this year. Right, right. Is it and this, there hasn't been a coronation yet, has there? Is it is that all going to happen? Cor- is coronation it... is due in um, in Westminster in May next year. Okay. So right. um, and of course part of the ceremonies of that they'll be taking down the the, the Stone of Schoon, uh, which is where um, past uh, royal kings of Scotland were, were, were crowned on the Stone of Schoon, mm-hmm. um, and that's placed under the um, the coronation chair when um, when when the king will be ah, coronated. Okay. Yep. Yep. Oh, so fantastic, fantastic. So, and and, and yourself, you 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 and the family all very well and settled and not not uh, not uh, looking at coming over. To, to reside in any any near 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 sort of future. Well, always looking, and obviously got got family. I got my uh, my family is spread all around the world. Uh, one one down in England, and uh, one in Alabama, and one in Georgia. So um, they're heading back early in the new year, and I hope to get a um, got to catch catch them at that particular stage and go back and visit visit my mum, who's uh, still in New Zealand. Um, and Levin, we isn't it? We're out, Levin? We're out there uh, early early on this year. Um, in March or so, so yeah, it'd be nice to return and get a bit of sun, particularly after what's it's going to look like being a fairly a cold winter, cold and uh, yeah. cold and hard winter. But, so uh, you, you got relations in Dunedin? Yeah, uh, no, no, no relations down there at the moment. But I do have a um, I do have a niece who's who's coming over and doing a uh, a gap year. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah, how's that gone? Yeah, she, 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 staying. Was it carrot? Um, or a canoe or something, wasn't it? I hadn't heard any yeah. more about that. Yeah, is, is that all going so, okay to plan? So, so yeah, she's she's looking to go to go out there, and um, I think starting up starting after um, after the Christmas period. So, uh, yeah, it'd, it'd it'd be nice to have uh, family down there enjoying enjoying Dunedin again. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully she finds somewhere to, good to you know, sort of directed her to Waitadi and um, Port yep. Chalmers, I think, yeah. hey, in that area. So hopefully she Long gets. Long Beach would be quite handy to reckon. Oh yeah, yeah. But get, getting a, a, a flat or a place yeah. to stay would be. Hard. Well, you got somewhere out there, James? Yeah. Got somewhere no, like, oh, you yeah. Well, empty, an empty crib. It's not very flash though. Oh, okay. It's... Well, there you go. There's your. There's a backstop for you, Twiggy. She's got somewhere right, in Long Beach she can crash out, right out the backstop. It's gonna. It's gonna. You know. I'll, get, gonna... I'll, get, you, I'll get your details. Okay. Yeah, yeah I can pass them on. Ron's coming on board. Ron here, Glaswegian Ron. Who's this? That's John Doig. He's the um, CEO of Team Scotland Commonwealth Games. So he's in Minstry. We're oh, talking really? in Minstry. Yeah. yeah. Hello, John. How are you? Very good, thanks. Very good. Good. I'm going to be in uh, Glasgow on the 13th of January. 
um, a I've hearty got, soul for personal reasons, not for family reasons. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to come through to Edinburgh for a day, but because my mum was born in Edinburgh, and I used to go right. and do business once a month in Edinburgh, and I had a friend who worked for <laughs> um, Gillette and had a flat in Edinburgh, and his flat was at Edinburgh Castle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as you come into the Esplanade, the, yes, you know, the yes. huge big turrets on both sides, well, they're actually, yep. they're actually flats. And he flatted there. Yep. And you'd go to the pub wow. and the girls would say, yeah, where are you staying? <laughs> I'd say, oh, oh I'm staying in Edinburgh Castle. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. I mean, I was only like 22 or something like that, you know. So I'm coming back. Um, I'm going to come down to Edinburgh for a day because I haven't been to Edinburgh for Gordon Bennett. So how long 40 you, years. Is it 40 years? It's 12 years since I've been in Scotland. Oh, but again, I was back for personal reasons. So I couldn't get down to Edinburgh. Um, but if I do come down, if you're around, do you get into Edinburgh, have a coffee or something? Yeah, you go, go uh, to Main Street. Absolutely. I'll grab your details and see if we can get, catch up. Um, yeah, that, that would be nice. Um, I, I tell you, I, I, I don't know if you know a lot of the, the folk music in Scotland, do you? I was going to ask Doggy about the music. Of course, there's, there's the band. How, how's the how's Doggy band going? Are they still on the on the scene? Uh, I, I, I haven't seen them performing, uh, performing recently, but, um, yeah, there, there, has, there hasn't been... Uh, it certainly was a surprise to see them pop up at our local pub here out out of Bent Street. Yeah. We were uh, visiting, yeah. Of course, yeah. But around that time of um, in in mid January is within Glasgow will be the uh, Celtic Connections, and oh, yeah, uh, true, yeah. They, they tend to have a, obviously a number of um, kind of outposts for yeah. some of that uh, music festival happening. Um, yeah. Around outside of Glasgow oh, as well, brilliant. but uh, I, yeah, no, really, really I, big. I have a um, track. I have a track in French of music. Me. I have a right. track in front of me written by a guy called um, Jim McLean, who, who him and his wife ran a company called Nevis Records, and they were quite famous. Um, she was a photographer and he was a folk singer, and he's worked with people like the Corries, um, Kenneth McKellar, you know, the Dubliners, all of these people. Mm. Now, I've never met this guy in my life before, um, but... I get just discovered him from wrong. another guy in Scotland who my sister and my brother and my brother-in-law all went to school with, Ian and Fraser <laughs> Bruce. And um, they're, they're, Ian Bruce is legendary in folk music in the UK. And I get CDs from him as well, and I've never even met him. Oh, so I'm going to catch up with him in Glasgow. He lives in Ochterarra. Right. <laughs> so do, do you need what, Rada, is it? <laughs> yeah, so it'll be fun. That's just over the Oakle Hills from um, where we're living here at the moment. The so Oakle actually, my, uh, <laughs> my oldest son is working tonight at Glen Eagles. Is that um, right? Oh, at Octorada. Glen, so, uh, Glen Eagles is magic. He'll, he'll be due back in about an hour or so. Yeah. Oh, I, I've, I've watched golf at Glen Eagles, but I've never, I've never ever stayed there. I couldn't afford it. <laughs> I think they charge yeah, you $10 to go to the toilet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, nice yeah. to talk to you. I'll Get your details so, and I'll give you a ring. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. Cheers. Simon's, Simon's got my details. Yeah, thanks. So, uh, Cheers. Yeah. All the best. So what, music, music-wise, what's what's going on? Is there anything that's, you know, just in the general music uh, scene over in um, Scotland, any big bands sort of coming out or what's happening that, you, that you've seen? Um, it's all been, with, with the COVID aspect, relatively quiet in terms of getting out and about in terms of the, um, the bands, but certainly, you know, places like the, the hydro are, are now filling well, filling back up again with um, with you know range of acts, most of international and touring. But uh, right, yes, you yes. Know, people like uh, in the last couple of years, like Lewis Capaldi, who, who kind of burst onto the scene 
Um, certainly, still still very big here in terms of uh, in terms of that aspect, and he and he comes across as a yeah really really down to earth. Um, we're slow, we're slow then, uh, we're slow then boy. Bit, he's no, a bit no like a male version of Adele, uh, isn't he? Is he sort of like that? I don't know. I'm yeah, sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in a personality yeah, sort of style. And, yeah, yeah. If, if, you, if you look at the personality, he, he, he does very well in the chat show circuit. Um, you know, he's got a touch of the Billy Connollys about him in terms of sitting down and telling a yarn. What's his name? Uh, mainly against himself. But, oh, yeah, um, no, I, you know, I know what you mean. It's yeah. really exploded yeah. in terms of the, yeah. um, you know, the kind yeah, of wider music. It's yeah. good when that happens, you know, eh? More mainstream music, um, yeah. music areas. Yeah. yeah. Tell but, me just um, very briefly. Yeah. Sorry, is is he related to the family the Capaldi's used to have the fabulous I, ice cream parlours in Millbrook? Yes, and uh, Peter Capaldi, who who was the Doctor Who, is a. I I, I don't think he's a direct cousin, yeah. but kind yeah. of second cousins and yeah. things within there. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So is that Italianish? Yeah. Yeah. Is Italian? Italian. Yeah. yeah. There, there's a With huge the huge number of Italian um, immigrants. Massive. Came through to yeah. Scotland um, yeah. early parts and through the you know, first half of yeah. the century and things there. So, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of them settled into yeah. ice cream and yeah. fish and chips. Yeah. and fish and chips. spread right. themselves right. out all, all other areas of, all other areas yeah. of life as yeah. second and third generations yeah. of people tend to do. We used to say, go and get an ice cream from the tally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they were brilliant. They were amazing. Yeah, anyway, remember nice to chat to you. Yeah, fantastic. Well, thanks for your time, John. It's been great to catch up. Yeah, and, thank, um, thanks, John. All the best for yeah. um, the Christmas. So you guys, so um, it, you celebrate, it, you have two Christmases, don't you, in your family? You have the Christmas Eve and the Christmas, yeah. or how is that? Is that, yeah? Yeah, it's my, my wife, Kirsten's German, so we're heading off there midway through next Christmas and then uh, kind of come come back here after, uh, after New Year and... Uh, Go through the Scottish element, but uh, great. Yeah, yeah, have a good couple of weeks. Jeremy, they celebrate the. I suppose our our Christmas is their Christmas Eve, so it correlates very well with kind of a New Zealand Christmas as well. It's it's almost exactly the time when uh, when the oh yeah, true yeah, because we're here, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice one. Oh, well, all the best, Dave. It was great to catch up. You know, we should, yep. it's one of those things that you were going, well, we should do this more and all that. But, you know, we're all very busy in that. But I thought I'd take the opportunity to, to check in. And um, no that sounds great. Um, right. And we'll, we'll, we'll my keep regards, in touch. My regards back to Dunedin. And uh, hopefully it's uh, nice and warm. and going to have a really, really nice hot summer there. <laughs> so far. Yeah, no, so we had far. a couple of days. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's storms, storms coming in today, this afternoon, I think. But well, it's, it's well, mild. Well, it's well, mild. Well, if you slept in, you missed it somewhere. It's a mild storm, John. Anyway, <laughs> okay. Although we had, I'll tell you what, it's, and it's not since our university times. I don't know if you remember in our second year when they had that massive snowfall. You know, it was like knee deep. Yep. Um, we had yep. one of those, and it was in. Yeah. It was the middle of October, wasn't it? Mm. We had a massive snow. It, the snow, snowstorm went for a day and a half. You guys yeah. don't know what a snowstorm. No, is. that was that was decent that was no, a decent one well it was it was it was going on for a day and a yeah, half a it day was and a half a knee deep I, i've been in glasgow we when it snowed for 10 days oh yeah yeah, yeah but i'm just saying for dunedin and, and oh, having yeah, that that was the yeah. biggest snow we'd Deadly had since since the fall. 80s yeah. yeah oh yeah in some places yeah, we, we, oh. we had one about five years ago here which is the beast in the east which everything closed down and uh, so We'll see if we make it through this winter without another similar one. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Certainly oh, we were snowed, snowed in for about a week. I hope not. Uh, I'll have to go to the pub for a week. Challenging, challenging. Oh, that's great. Well, thanks, John Doig. We'll um, keep in touch and all the best and have a great Christmas and New Year's. And you we'll too. See you, mate. All right, nice one. Yes, okay. okay. See you. Bye.
Oh God, cheers, John.
celebrate St Andrew's Day with friends and family in the heart of the city. The Dunedin Edinburgh Sister City Group invite you to join in the revelry at the Octagon on Sunday, November 27th from 10am. Rain or shine, piping, fiddling, singing, storytelling and strongman demonstrations with have-a-goes, eating competitions and Highland Games events for the kids. Market stalls, porridge, pies, cheese, pancakes, beverages and haggis. Celebrate St Andrew's Day, November 27th from 10 in the Octagon. A free event for all. And, and that's the and that's the cue to um, and just before, of course, we had. Um, sorry, that's just the cue to have a bit of a chat about St Andrew's Day, which was a couple of weeks ago, which we had a, a great time at. And uh, before the tr- uh, that that message, we had Shuglin Nifty with the Untied Knot, which is the the lead track of their uh, most recent album, which is um, oh, when was it? Uh, Two thousand and and always scouring the the covers, trying to see when it was. It was probably about two or three years ago when that came out. And actually, talking about Shuglin Nifty, there's actually a movie that's been made about them um that is a, is around um highlighting their um their their lead um uh, fiddle player angus and of course um and, and and how the band kept going and decided to um you know move on and, and keep going as, as a group and, and he was the main focal point but they've managed to find an e- equally dynamic um violin virtuoso player ailey shaw Who's um, sister of Donald Shaw, who's part of um, Caper Cayley, and so there she came here, didn't she? Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah. yep. Yeah, they played here, and um, the movie's quite—I've um, seen snippets of it, so on YouTube. So I, I, I guess it'll be out there soon, and shows them on their journey. Um, they spent quite a bit of time in India recording the uh, previous album to what this Untied Knot one was. But anyway, yeah, the, the originators of Acid Croft, um, a lot of Gaelic tunes there, and m- mixing the. I guess the beats of um, dance music with with traditional um, um, Scottish um, music with um, fiddle led by fiddle and um, Gaelic vocals. It was sort of Gaelic and Indian influence. In yeah, Indian, yeah, yeah, yeah. So tablas and yeah, yeah. Very yeah. So that, that, that was an album that they put out. It was out. a wonderful night at the. Uh, oh yeah, they're fabulous <laughs> band. Yeah, yeah, fantastic band. A lot of people don't realise when they, when these groups do come through how good they are, and 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 you know it's like one of those things. Oh, well, I heard about that. We should have gone. And yeah. but yeah, that, that's the thing you just got to take these things and grasp grasp them i guess and and and, and um you know make the most well, of it well these days of course the folk club's a lot smaller so if you if you miss out and you don't get a ticket before mm, a lot of know, these smaller they, shows yeah, yeah you can't get yeah, in yeah yeah well there's one guy actually and i think he might be on t- tonight or maybe it was last night there's a, a virtuoso acoustic guitar player called daniel champagne that was oh, uh, yeah, saw that on facebook yeah, yeah he's amazing australian yeah. i think he was playing at the mayfair yeah. Yeah. And that's one I'm yeah, me, meaning to go and check out. Yeah, so you know, yeah. one of those. Yeah, there's a clip on Facebook. Yeah, yeah fantastic yeah. playing. You know, oh, lo- looping yeah. and but using yeah. techniques. A lot of uh, percussive yeah. techniques are on the guitar. Yeah. A lot of um, um, uh, what's the harmonics? A lot of harmonic yeah. playing and, and 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 yeah, yeah, quite, quite a unique yeah, so. um, guitar player, acoustic. Yeah, but yeah. you know, that's one of those things I should go and see that. And you well, just it was yeah. poorly advertised. I well, mean, yeah, yeah, he's probably just he's one of those guys who just just tours and just does his own thing and you know hopes yeah. of the best. Yeah, it seems to go go all right. You know, Australasian yeah. wide and oh, it's yeah. been been all, been all over Facebook. Yeah, yeah, certain yeah. certain yeah certain things that he's yeah he's in there if you. you, you 
but uh, you know in general there's a lot of lot of people who would like that wouldn't wouldn't know and yeah. wouldn't see it um you know on, on that on the on that sort of same tangent of um, wishing I'd gone, um, this this St Andrews Day was probably the best we've had certainly in my experience, and uh, a lot of people didn't come didn't come down from Dunedin. We had probably more tourists going through than um, locals, so no. uh, really we should uh, get. You know, despite putting flags up all over the place. Um, oh, yeah, it's not easy. Yeah, it's not it's easy. Easy. I mean, bear in mind that we had had a year we didn't have it. That's right. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's a busy, busy time. There's lots of other stuff going on. Oh, there always is. That's there always the thing, is. isn't there? And yeah. I thought the crowd yeah. was great. Yeah. A really yeah. big crowd. Yeah. I was thrilled. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was good. And what was the highlight for you, James? Uh, probably the haggis. I thought I thought Mr. Seater did a wonderful job of that as usual. Ian Seater, yeah, yeah, yep. yep. He was um, the most mild-mannered man on the phone, and then you see him on the uh, you know on the causeway, screaming at the top of his lungs. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what that's what tourists like because yeah. he does the haggis ceremonies yeah, well, for lo- the cruise ships. Yeah, lo- locals like it as well. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they don't. You don't see it. Locals you don't, don't see you it. Don't you see don't it. see it done lately. Not in general, general no. activities. He's yeah. a showman. Yeah, totally. He, he, he tells... I mean, I've known Ian for years through bowls, and um, he's, he's a real showman, and he's very, very good at it. Anyway, we'll Yeah, yeah, on. fantastic. And, you know, I, I thought the, um, the, the strongman events were, again, very... They really attract people, away eh, to get in yeah. and give it a try. A lot of people had a go. Yes. Yeah. And there's some... I mean, we had a few sort of um, river rocks and uh, smaller ones, which were still 40, 50 kgs, and yeah, yeah. a couple of young, young, um, young women in there having a crack, and it was, yeah, yeah. It was fantastic to see that. And, yeah. um yeah, I'm that's great. I'm always have a go. frightened that someone's going to hurt their back. Well, I know, yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm over there now. <laughs> it's like, oh, it is what it is. It's it's really just grab but the guy's there to help it's, them. It's and have a go. Yeah. You know, it's at your own risk. Yeah, yeah, true. And yeah. we've got the guys who, who've, the experienced people there to help them out and show them what's about. And, yeah. and it's funny because I was running, running around and I didn't see where um, Tanari, where they were doing the lift, the speed lift, when the, the stone went right through the barrel. <laughs> I just heard it almighty. So, you know, people can picture, I think it was like a 90 stone kilo, um, 90 yeah. kilo uh, stone. And he lifted it up and placed it on the on a on a tire, which is on the top of a, a barrel, one of those large sort of wine barrels, and it just went right through. It um, might have been quite it must have been quite spectacular. Yeah, yeah. no, I thought it was great. I, I tell you one thing disappointed me, and, and I don't care who hears this. We had fabulous acts. We had dancers with the, with the pipe band, with the stones, with the haggis ceremony, and the main picture in the Tiger Daily Times was a pie eating competition. Yeah, yeah, it was just which the really timing. When they come, me. yeah, it's no, just sorry. when they disappoints come. Disappoints me. It it doesn't do a lot for the image of St Andrew's Day. Yeah. that picture. Yeah, yeah. Um, because well, we had so the, much stuff there. Well, that's that right, John. But, but you can get, you know, like you try and get people to come along for the day and. and Get, but then they just turn up for a certain time and whatever's know, on is on and what they cover. Yeah, to and, me, that's and, disappointing. People yeah. look at that and think, oh, you know, I don't want to see yeah, that. Because yeah. that person don't like it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, um, I know that, Ron. You know, we, we, had yeah, girls, we had the girls dancing. <laughs> we, we had the kids tossing the caber. You oh, know, yeah, totally. We had so much other stuff going yeah. on. But the, fe- the, the feature, uh, and the feature was great. And the pa- thing in the paper on the Monday morning yeah. was a bloody competition. Yeah, and that's what they gra- anyway. Well, that's when they turned up. So yeah. that's, you know, anyway, that's, that's the thing. Anyway, that's my wee rant for 
Anyway, can we move on and get some music? Well, like, on that note, I can say, to, um, Cheryl, I know you're listening. Um, you can buy haggis pies at Who Ate All the Pies in South Dunedin. Yep. Well, well, actually, you can't. Ron? Yeah, oh, okay, sorry, Ron knows. Ron's the expert. Oh, you can't. Actually, you, you can't. Um, the, the haggis pies are made um, specially for the farmer's market and specially for us for St Andrew's Day. Um, so he'll make them if he has a big enough order. You can buy them at Countdown if if he's made them. But the guy that makes them is heading off to Australia, so I'm not quite sure where he is with the haggis pies at the moment. Right, that's um, good to know. Thanks for that. Thank there you. we go, Cheryl. That's the, that was from not the horse's mouth, but the man that the sells haggis them. Haggis pie mouth. Haggis pie Yeah, pretty right. much so. And, and, and that, we should take this opportunity to thank Haraways, who have been our and their sponsor of this show as well. Um, and I do actually have some Haraways product and some giveaways here, which we should probably just maybe... We'll chuck out there very shortly yeah. to people on the phone uh, to come in, to call in and maybe win some things that we'll talk about. But like Ron says, let's get on let's to some, on music. some what, music. What do we got here, Ron? You've got something okay. new here um, for us. This is Jim McLean, who you, probably nobody in Dunedin has heard of. He's extremely well known in, in Scot- Scottish folk c- circles. Um, a Paisley man, he went down to London, met his wife Alison, and he's worked with the Corries, he's worked with... Um, Robin Hall and Jimmy McGregor. And now you. Um, yeah, now me. And um, yeah, um, he sent me this track when his wife Alison died. He put together these two beautiful tracks. What's and, it called, Rob? Um, it's called Alison Among the Flowers. Dawn chorus I still smell your hair As you snuggled up close Another new day And our life stretched before us No thought for the future And blind to its woes Now sadly I wander Alone in the woodland Tracing our footsteps and thinking of you How slowly we'd strolled with my hand clasping your hand No words passed between us, the silence was true flowers when springtime was kinder bluebells and daffodils wild in their prime the breeze on my cheek is a painful reminder how soft were your lips as they brushed against mine so Alison sweetheart you're leaving me never When daffodils tell us that springtime is near Though birdsong is silent and sleep is forever You lie among flowers which come back each year You lie among flowers which come back each year Thank you. 
That was a tune called Rory McLeod by a band called Horo, which is H-O with a, an inflection over the top slash R-O with a, an a inflection over the O. So I don't know whether that's a Gaelic word, Gaelic word. Um, the track was Rory McLeod. And before that we had, sorry, what was the tra- track we had before that, Ron? Off, uh, Flowers for Alison. Flowers for Alison, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, yeah, we're talking about, we've got some giveaways here, and, and the phone number here is in, in the studio, so I'm just going to throw it out there to see if there's anyone out there. Uh, 03 um, we've, got, we've got a Haraway's, we've got a couple of books actually to start with. Uh, Haraway's uh, Going for the Grain, which is a story of, of the Haraway's, um, well, the Haraway story, 150 years of, um, um, of Haraway's, alongside a, a book called Scottish Folk Tales. Scottish is a nation, uh, Scotland is a nation rich with traditional customs, superstitions, and folklore. Its dramatic and stunning landscape has inspired many stories based on history, magic, and romance. These t- uh, t- tales tell of a world where human weaknesses, strengths, evil doings, and charitable acts are repaid in kind by fairies, monsters, giants, beguiling witches, and fantastic beasts. This collection of folk stories, both famous and less well known, has been gathered from a wide variety of sources throughout Scotland, handed down by word of mouth from generation to generation, and once told from crofters' cottages to castles. Intriguing and memorable folk tales and legends will absorb and entertain readers of all ages. And it's a, a pretty substantial book, 380, 90 pages, uh, Loman Books. Um, and that was from Haraway's, was it? Did no, I... no, this is just a giveaway I've, I've picked up. We, we, were doing, we started to do a few giveaways on Facebook, and um, I just had a few things um, left over. This is from 2010. So anyone out there, it's 0347171171, but there's a question, isn't there, The question there, is, what city was Sean Connery born in? What so Scottish city? So anyone out there, it's um, Kilts and Kiwi. What Scottish city was Sean Connery born in for a couple of um, book prizes? The Haraway's book and the Scottish Folk Tales we'll, book. We'll, we'll take the first person. We'll take prize. anyone and we'll just see <laughs> and we'll carry on with some music. And um, Ron, what do you got to, uh, oh, next up? Yeah, I've got the Marlettes. Marlettes? Um, yep. I was given this um, 
CD a number of years ago with Jimmy Lowen. A lot of people out there would know Jimmy Lowen. Um, I met him playing golf up at Chisholm Park Golf Course. And I think he was, he was involved in insurance in Dunedin. And he was very friendly with the Marlettes. And in fact, they come over here and Jimmy met them. And I didn't get a chance to meet them. But Bob and Maggie, I think they've just got the most fantastic voice. And again, they're very well known in Scotland, but probably not well known here. That's the problem. You get people that come over from Scotland or the UK. They're so well known there. And you mention their names here and they go, who? <laughs> well, that's so, right. That's the same as here, isn't yeah, it? That, you know, yeah. that we can mention things that are yeah. known here and vice versa. Well, you can mention 660. They're well known across the world. Um, so, yeah, this is Bob and Maggie. Oh, my lovely Rose of Clare, you're the sweetest girl I know. You're the queen of all the roses. Like the bunny flowers that grow You are the sunshine of my life So beautiful and fair And I will always love you My lovely Rose of Clare Oh, the sun, it shone just like a jewel on the lovely hills of Clare When I strolled along with my sweet love One evening at the fair Her eyes, they shone like silver streams With a long, long golden hair And I won the heart of my sweet love My lovely rose of Oh, my lovely Rose of Clare, you're the sweetest girl I know. You're the queen of all the roses, like the bunny flowers that grow. You are the sunshine of my life, so beautiful and fair. And I will always love you. My lovely rose of clay Oh, we walked down by the river bank Where the lovely Shannon lies Listening to the nightingales Singing songs for you and I And now I say goodbye, farewell To all you people there I won the heart of my sweet love, my lovely rose of Clare. Oh, my lovely rose of Clare, you're the sweetest girl I know. You're the queen of all the roses, like the bunny flowers that grow. You are the sunshine of my life, so beautiful and fair. And I will always love you, my lovely rose of Clare. Yes, I will always love you, my lovely rose of Clare.
Brayback, who uh, visited um, Dunedin a few years back now, and that track was... Um, what was the track, Simon? I can't remember. Oh, it was the Gaelic one. Ba mis rayo aya an eag. That's what my interpretation of that was. And before that, Back of the Moon. And the Back of the Moon track was Highland Laddie. And um, you're on Kilts and Kiwi. And yep, no one, no one's going to no, have a crack. Sean Connery. No. Where was Sean Connery born? Oh three four seven one seven one seven one is the number. And Come you, in and tell you, us and, and win you, a prize. And, and not only that, if you can get the, the two-part question, oh, what was his, making what, it harder for him? What, 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 what was the first James Bond movie that he featured in? And if you, then you'll get some Haraways. Uh, other products. Okay, we have, yeah, we'll chuck the whole lot on. Yeah. Okay. Four seven one seven one seven one. Alrighty. Runrig, Cutter and the Clan album, oh, good. and um, Donnie Munro singing. And what one have I got lined up here? I thought I had. Uh, okay, I think I've got another Gallic tune lined up. Let's have a listen. Son of the Lord, 
Yesterday was sunshine, but I guess you felt no heat. Today it rains so hard, it bounces around my feet. So many small white crosses, but you all lie alone amongst the boys who never made it home. Sweet fallen angel. You had no benefit of any doubt Cause no one spoke for you No one stopped for you Perhaps a little prayer as they laid you down in your grave Death with no dignity All along the front There's death within the trenches So many brave young men Millions of mothers with little requiem From both sides of the conflict Boys are dying every day Did heaven even help or did you pray? Sweet fallen angels You had no benefit of any doubt Cause no one spoke for you No one stopped for you Perhaps a little prayer as they lead you down in your grave Death with no dignity all along the front It's all in the name of politics, either you or me Could easily be mopped up, 6,000 every day Bullets blast like thunder and they care not who will die The orders from above said blast away For what I really don't know what to say Although we broke your bodies Oh, I hope you felt no pain You'll never feel our cruel hand again Sweet fallen angel You had no benefit of any doubt 
Cause no one spoke for you No one stopped for you Perhaps a little prayer is a legion down in your grave Death with no dignity all along the front of any doubt cause no one spoke for you no one stopped for you perhaps a little prayer as he'll lead you down in your grace death with no dignity all along the front death with no dignity all along the front
Edinburgh. The capital of Scotland is called Old Ricky, signifying a monstrous acquiescence in the domination of the ends by the evidences of effort. Not the mastery of matter by the spirit of man, but at best a damnable draw, a division of the honors, far more the dishonors. Dark symbol of a society of dog-eat-dog, dog, under which the people reveal themselves to the world completely naked in their own skin, like toads. You see, the dead snatch at the living here. So the social corpse, the dead class, the dead mode of life, the dead religion have an afterlife as vampires. They are not still in their graves, but return among us. They rise with the fumes from the chimney of the crematorium and again settle down on the earth and cover it with black filth. To repossess ourselves of the primal power, let there be light and apply it in our new, however more complex, setting is all. And let us not cry, too difficult, impossible, forgetting that the stupendous problems that obsess us today are as nothing to the problems overcome by the miraculous achievements of men in the past. Yes, the first problems in the very dawn of human history were infinitely greater, and our troubles are due to the fact that we have largely lost the earliest, the most essential, the distinctively human power our early ancestors had in abundant measure, whatever else they lacked that we possess. Possess thanks to them, and thanks to the primal indispensable power they had, and we have lost progressively and effect to despise. Fools who have lost the substance and cling to the shadow. <laughs> All dreaky indeed, preferring darkness rather than light, because our deeds are evil. I see the dark face of an early mother of men by a primitive campfire of history. Her appearance is rendered all the more remarkable because of the peculiar performance of the smoke. By some process, natural no doubt, but mysterious to us, she exercises a strange control over the smoke as she shuffles round, with vast protruding lips and with wide rings hanging from her ears, weaving her hands and it is as if the billows of thick white vapor are forced to follow her will and make a magical dancing cloud behind her as she moves. Learn again to consume your own smoke like this, Edinburgh, to free your life from the monstrous pall, to subdue it and be no longer subdued by it like the hand of the dire in his vat. So all the darkness of industrialism yet must be relegated like a moth that pursues the onward dance of humanity. So the mighty impetus of creative force that seeks liberation, that shows even through the scum of swinish filth of bourgeois society, the healthy creative force will break through, even in Edinburgh, and good human things grow, protecting and justifying faith in regeneration to a free and noble life, when labor shall be a thing of honor, valor, and heroism, and civilization no longer like Edinburgh on a Sabbath morning, stagnant and foul with the rigid peace of an all-tolerating, frigid soul. This is the great skill that mankind has lost, the distinctively human power. Lo, a poor negress teaches this rich university city something more important than all it knows, more valuable than all it has. But Edinburgh, 
Edinburgh is too stupid yet to learn how not to stand in our own light. That was Hugh McDermott with the track Edinburgh, all about Edinburgh, of course, Kilts and Kiwi, Dunedin Edinburgh Sister City Society, and on um, Otago Access Radio. And before that, we had the Poozies with Ho Morag. And then, Ron, you had one before that you were going to tell us about? Yeah, uh, before that, we had Fraser Bruce, Every Song's a Story, and that was Ali Yadun, and that was with Ian and his brother. Now, I'm going back to Scotland in middle of January, uh, I'm going to be there to the middle of February, right in the middle of winter. But I'm going to catch up with Fraser Bruce. He's, he lives in... And, um, he may brother, well be with the winter lights yeah. looking likely over there. A few drams are going to be on the menu. And his brother Ian Bruce is, is a legend in, in Scottish folk music. He's sung all over the world. And um, I'm going to just ring him. But already he's sent me a, a message on Facebook to say thank you for playing our music. It just, it's just brilliant. You're corresponding with these people that you've never met through music, and I just think it's fantastic. Robert the Bruce, of course, was a big, big, um, big, uh, He's a big part listener. of my, uh, <laughs> my upbringing. The wrestler. Yeah, yeah, oh, see, yeah. Robert, see the Robert the Bruce on the wasn't. mat in the seventies. Yeah, Robert the Bruce. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see, Robert the Bruce wasn't part of our upbringing at all. Nor was Robbie Burns. I mean, uh, Matt, no, Robert. Robert the Bruce is a wrestler in yeah. New Zealand. Oh, a big oh, blonde okay, chap. They used to have a show called On the no, Mat, and yeah, he was the he was the. He, I think he wore a kilt and everything. He was like, in, yeah. in the town hall, they'd throw each other out no, of the ring. Yeah, yeah, King Curtis and <laughs> Robert the Bruce. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I've never Back in the days of professional wrestling, I'd like to say a big her master's voice to Lola. Lolly, you're home, and uh, I'm going to be home soon to take you for a walk at um, Woodhall Gardens. Oh, so there's a dog you're talking about. Yeah, I knew you, my dog Lola. Oh, it's my a dog. Away. I've got oh. a hunt away. So, Lola, if you can hear this, you'll be. You'll, oh. You'll, oh. <laughs> my companion to try to um, imitate your um, dulcet tones. Anyway, sorry, I so, interrupted you, Simon. No, 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 that's fine, that's fine. That's so the good. dog might, if the dog's listening, the dog might meet you at the door with the lead in its mouth. <laughs> yeah. No, the well, see, that's the, the test. in the car. So oh, that's sad. Unlike, because they know. If you go walkies, I, I tell you what, they know. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Say, yeah. They, they, they pick up the lead and they got the ability off. for about 30, 30, 40 words, yeah. I think. They can I, understand. I, just said, I said to her, I'm going to Pilates. And once I say Pilates, she just goes back into a... Goes into a pose. <laughs> yeah, she, she, yeah, she into a so if you said I'm away to watch some ballet dancing, would would, I'm not would sure it she, away? She, she probably, she probably yeah, that's she pushing it. <laughs> She's only got half an hour of me. So, so um, uh, let's keep going. Um, yes, we've got a competition, people. Come on, oh three four seven one seven one seven one. Where was Sean Connery born? And we'll give you the time. What Scottish we'll tell city? You the time as well. <laughs> Bit of a bonus. <laughs> and um, let's let's move on. Uh, Caper Cayley, and we've got the track Toba Mori. Toba Mori. What's that? Is that a Toba Mori's in Mull? Okay, because I say that's a Womble. Is it? It's Womble's yeah, no, Toba, Toba Mori's in Mull. Mull. Oh, yeah. on the Isle of Mull. Yeah. Okay. So, and is there something? There's significant? a lovely song, Toba Mori Bay. Okay. Yeah. And is it like a, it's just a, a wee village yeah, sort of a thing? Wee, a wee fishing village, yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. So here we go. Let's have a listen to Cape Cayley and Tobermore.
Boots and Kiwi is made with support from the Dunedin City Council Community Grant Scheme and the Dunedin Edinburgh Sister City Society. The Society fosters the historical sister city link between Dunedin and Edinburgh as well as planning local Scottish themed events. A highlight will be the annual St Andrew's Day celebrations to be held in the Octagon on November 27th. Keep an eye on the Dunedin Edinburgh Sister City Facebook page for updates. Special thanks also to Haraways for their great prize giveaways on kilts and kiwi.
Tommy Scott. Tommy Scott with the knees up. A track yep. called um, Tommy Scott. Tommy and Scott. <laughs> the, the, um, and they were songs that we sang as kids, um, you know, growing up in Glasgow. Um, you know, all those songs, I sing along with it. And I'm so looking forward to getting back to Glasgow. It's 12 years since I've been back. And I know it's changed a lot. What do you think? Um, what's, what, would, what do you think would have changed? Um, well, there was Have something on Facebook today that said Glasgow people in a survey are the most miserable in the UK. And I can't actually believe that because Glasgow is known around the world for its humour. Um, I mean, you know, not just Billy Connolly, but there are hundreds of Billy Connollys Con- in Glasgow, or there used to be. You know, so I hope the humour hasn't gone because it's humour and music that keep people going. Yeah. Especially during lockdowns. True. Yeah, well, yeah, in the middle of winter over middle the of year. Winter. Yeah, yeah. So, but you get some yeah, I was really sad to see that, that Glasgow's been voted the most miserable place. I think that's really, really sad. Well, we'll see. So I'll see. You'll have to get in there and sprinkle a little sunshine. Well, you know, in the past when I've gone back, I've been laughing as I've been getting off the plane because people have been talking to me. And I hope that hasn't changed because Glasgow people are known for the friendliness. Absolutely. What are you doing, Jimmy? <laughs> yeah, no, that's no, that's all. See, that's the problem. People that's, think that. Yeah, but it, well, well, yeah, Billy, mate, Billy Curley. I had a friend. I had a friend who called his dog Jimmy, and he went out in the street and said, "Hello, Jimmy." I know all these people used to come over to him, but yeah, look, it's been known for its violence over the years. But you know, a long, long time ago, and then it was the cultural city of Europe. 
and it's got some fabulous places. I'm going to go to the Borough Collection, and the Borough Collection is in Pollock Shields or Pollock Shaws. And this guy, William Borough, was a ship owner, and he went around the world collecting items from China, Africa, all around the place. And when he died, there was eight and a half thousand items that he'd collected. And they were stored in four houses. And he bequeathed them to the Glasgow City Council. Well, the Glasgow City Council did nothing for 40 years. <laughs> and then the Trust said, I think we should try and do something. So he, all these beautiful paintings. So it had to be in a place that they weren't going to get damp. So the Borough Collection is this most fantastic, um, huge building, beautifully designed, a cafe and shops and all that. And there's eight and a half thousand items there. So you've got things like Ming Dynasty vases. You've got tapestries which take up the whole wall. You've got doors hanging from the ceiling. I mean, it's just amazing. Oh, okay. It really yeah. is. It's incredible. So I'm going to go to that. <laughs> it sounds like we got it. It's like Riverstone with the woman there who just gets yeah. her. She just goes on these trips and buys stuff. And he's well, always. Oh yeah, no, no. I'm just saying it's an equivalent. Equivalent. It's, it's on the go. She's like not quite. Yeah. No, but give it time, mate. Give it time. Give it time. These, and these are priceless. Yep, no, no, you should see what she buys. <laughs> Have you ever tried to buy something from there? There's no one. No yeah, one yeah, that's classic. Yeah. There's, no there's stuff there. from everywhere. She I just know. goes on the trucks and buys stuff this and brings it in. This is 8,500 yeah. items. Yeah. Somewhat oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, mate. Have you been to Riverstone, Ron? No. No, well, have you not been to the castle? There's no one there. Yeah, I know. There's these barns full of stuff, Ron. There's like four or five barns full of stuff. And she lives in this castle that looks like the Disney castle. On a moat. Yeah, in the middle of nowhere. We're in a field like on the way to Glen Avey. Yeah. yeah. Amazing the thing, food there. Sorry, and the other thing I want to do is is look up Charles Rainey Macintosh because it's the same spelling as our family. Unfortunately, he's not related to us, but he was a wonderful architect and, and he's done the most amazing buildings. He's, he's designed jewellery. My sister has a clock that's been designed by Charles Rainey Macintosh. And he ended up nearly a pauper which was, you know, incredible, dreadful. This guy was so talented. So I'm going to look at some of the buildings he's designed. Um, yeah. And get some photos, Ron. Get Send some them photos, over. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, we've got one here called the McCalmans that no one seems to know much about. It's um, called uh, Coming Home. in the window Your brother's coming home Set a meal on the table Your brother's coming home He'll be tired and weary after all these years alone He's coming home Your brother's coming home Coming home to a place he's never been Coming home to a land he's never seen Coming home to a family he has never known All Jock Thompson's bears are coming home Take the bolt from the door, your sister's coming home Open wide your arms, your sister's coming home Don't leave her standing there after all the pain she's known She's coming home your sister's coming home He's been angry and afraid 
Your father's coming home He's been hounded and betrayed Your father's coming home And with every act of kindness To see the hope is thrown He's coming home Your father's coming home Coming home to a place he's never been Coming home to a land he's never seen Coming home to a family he has never known Our job Thompson's bears are coming home Bring her in from the cold Your mother's coming home To turn down by the fire Your mother's coming home Make her warm, make her welcome Before the chance Coming home, your mother's coming home. From Iraq and Zimbabwe, your family's coming home. And from Turkey and Somalia, your family's coming home. She can rest, she can refuge, but they have never known they're coming home. Your family's coming home. Coming home to a place they've never been. Coming home to a land they've never seen Coming home to a family they have never known Our Jock Thompson's friends are coming home Coming home to a place they've never been Coming home to a land they've never seen Coming home to a family McCalman's a trio there from uh, Edinburgh with a track called Coming Home. It's us. It's us for another year. Going home, yep. yes. Coming home, we're going, yes, going very shortly. And, um, yeah, we hope to catch you back another time. Um, that's us, Kilts and Kiwi. Uh, one more meeting to go, James. Yes. And, and uh, uh, Ron's out the door. Yes, he's hit. The door doesn't squeak. You probably just go quietly, Ron, I dare say. Or yep. you want to say goodbye? Goodbye. My shoes may squeak. Yeah, goodbye. Um, I'll Enjoy be your trip, Ron. From the... Uh, 13th of January. Okay, so you've been warned. Anyone who knows someone in Glasgow, lock yeah. up your daughters. Lock up your yeah. daughters. <laughs> Batten down the hatches. He's on his way. <laughs> Let's go out with the track by Sudan, and uh, we'll catch you back another time. Goodbye. Oh, then in Kirk, oh, then in Spech, 
This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.